guess what y'all we black in the garden hey what's up i am cola b talking plantrepreneur and hostess extraordinaire and i am so glad you are here to join us for episode four of black in the garden So I want to share a little bit about the origin story of Black in the Garden. And it really starts with me deciding that I would take up the path to get in alignment with what my calling is. Taking up the path for me to get into alignment with what suits me in life. And I know that plants and gardening were the thing that I was the most passionate about. Also being multi-passionate and being interested in several other things, but there was a clear focus on gardening. So we'll just go back to 2018, a year ago around this time is, um, when I was fired from my last full-time position, driving trucks. That was interesting, but that happened after I asked the universe to align me with my passion. And I've heard stories similar to this in people with people who have said that they made a declaration that they were ready to do the work. They were ready to make some changes make some sacrifices even, just basically step up and be present and do what needs to be done. So here I am. I remember very clearly driving south on I-75 between Chattanooga and Atlanta, Georgia, and making that proclamation and feeling that very, very clearly down deep in my chakras. All right. So that was months before I ended up losing that job, but don't feel bad or don't be alarmed about the concept of a trucker getting fired because the turnover rate in that industry is very high. And I'm highly suspicious of the fact that there was some racism involved with the company who I shall not name, but I believe them to be a good old boys club out of the state of Alabama, because that is where the headquarters were. So that happened. That was the end of 2018, you know, being December and everything. So proceed to the year 2019, which in which I was nearly dragged by life. Um, I was displaced. I lost a car. My teenage daughter ran away. I even got me too'd. And I did not ever take a moment to just stop and decide that it was over for me. That was never an option. Whatever it was that was inside of me, the passion that was fueling me was absolutely greater than whatever it was that I could feel that was coming against me. So I pressed on. I pressed on. I moved forward. I was still and always ever present of the fact that I knew that entrepreneurship was the path that I would take up. I also knew sometime around the middle of the year that I would absolutely be doing a podcast connecting 
black culture with horticulture because I just knew that it was necessary. And I was kind of hoping that somebody else would do it before me. And if it's already something like that in existence, let me know. I support. I definitely support. I am here for the community building of it all. And I'm I'm really encouraging all of us to think about what community building really means. Because what I've noticed in my experience is that an abundance mindset will take you very far when it comes to your desire to build a community. The support for each other, especially as we as we're talking about being black out here, building community, the support needs to be mutual and it needs to be unconditional. And as long as you are supporting and not not supporting, then you are building. It's very simple. And as we're engaging in social media in particular, one thing that I've also noticed, and this was a long, long time ago, is that it's free. The likes are free. The comments are free. The posting and sharing in your stories or uh, reposting, telling a friend, leaving a review, all of that is free. So I just ask that that continue. Now, one thing that is not free is production costs and upgrading on quality, uh, getting websites set up, getting logos, and basically securing all the foundational things that will make this live up to the potential that it has to be incredible. So with that in mind, next year we'll have some interesting and really fun ways that you can contribute to helping us get some rims on this thing. We got to get the speakers right so we can get some knock in the trunk. You know what I'm saying? Black in the Garden is about to be lit. And we would love to get your support on that. But like I said, next year. Hey, y'all. Hey, Soil Cousins. I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it. All right. So we know this is a uh, election year. All right. There's a it's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. All right. So what you need to do is go to ballot ready. That's B-A-L-L-O-T-R-E-A-D-Y.org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo, that's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the Ballot Ready site, you can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote because we need a plan early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. 
that's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But if you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can, you know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research, you guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. So right about now is about that time to get into this interview with the illustrious guest, the plant blurred, who was gracious enough to share her time, her wisdom, her insight, oh my goodness, she dropped so many gems. I was living. So without further further ado, let's get right to it. Okay, so we are here on this wonderful episode of Black in the Garden, talking with the woman behind the avatar, the plant blurred, Camille. Hey, hey. I've come to know you as Camille, and I am I'm enjoying that. And okay. so I want to introduce you. Yes, I want to introduce you to the Black in the Garden family, which is you know steadily growing, and we're excited to have you on. So I'm excited to be here. Yes, ma'am. I listen, both of us. So I want to start with. I'm trying to decide. I should know, right? But I'm trying to decide between. I'll let you pick. Okay. How you how you got your name, how you landed on the plant blurt with this really cool avatar, which is like one of my favorites or yeah. yeah. So I landed with that plant, that name, the avatar plant blurred because I am a blurred through and through. For those who don't know, it's a black nerd. I love all things geeky, Star Wars, Harry Potter and uh, Game of Thrones and when I get into something, I really get into it. So, mm. you know, I'm not a plant nerd. I'm a plant blurred. And there you have it. Speaking to the very essence of what I understand as nerddom, you know, in the traditional terms, of course. But, you know, we have to put our little our little drip on it. So yes. we are blurred. Yes. We got to put our drip on it. <laughs> right. Because I noticed. Do you use Twitter when you watch Game of Thrones? I do. And I love to follow Dim Thrones. When I first saw that, I hollered. Because yes. I was like, that, that has to be the Black people watching yes, this show. That is the Black people watching this show. And that, that gave it a whole next level of enjoyment for me. Even when the episode was completely whack, which was most of the last season, Dim Thrones came through. Right. So it's just like another level of, mm, what is the word, engagement for yes. for a, yes. people. It's the flavor. It's the, it's the hot sauce. 
say that again. The hot. Mm. It's the you making my mouth water. <laughs> <laughs> You're making my mouth water. You can't see me talking about hot. <laughs> you know how, you, like oh. you said, it's the drip. You know, we always add our extra special, you know, our twang, our flavor, our essence, put a little glitter, a little shine on it. And so it just. Feels like we're all there together at, you know, on the couch at the family reunion. And it, it just feels like real community when that is happening. And I love it. Family re- you had me at family reunion. Yes. yes. Right. <laughs> and what are we putting in the potato salad? More importantly, exactly. what are we not? Exactly. But I have, right. I have learned not to ask about the potato salad. So tell me more I'm about that. Eat it or don't. How do you know when you're not going to eat the potato salad? Well, I'll only eat like my Aunt Loni's potato salad. You know, I won't really mess with anybody else's. Hmm. That sounds about correct. Right? Yeah. Right. That sounds- if I was there and I had to take a poll of. I can, I can vouch for her potato salad. So you could always eat hers. Even if you have a very short list of whose you will eat, you can add her to that list. Let me just say, I love us so hard because <laughs> we're at the cookout, you literally need to have a reference. Yes, you do. For potato salad. You do. People are inclined to, okay, yeah. But see, I, I knew, but sometimes the revelation comes in fresh. So I just had to just kind of steep in that for a second. But oh my goodness. So Camille, tell us more about how you got started with your love of all things plants. You, you're the blurred now, but how did you get there? Right, right, right. So it all started probably, I would say, when I was a little girl. My grandmother had all manner of fruit trees, flowers in her garden. She, would, she had a vegetable garden, and it kind of started from there. I would garden with her on the weekends, and my mother always had flowers in the garden and, you know, flower beds. And I just have a lot of fond memories growing up of spending a lot of time with my hands in the dirt. So my initial plant love was mostly outdoors. I, you know, was always planting outside, never really growing an edible garden. I've never ventured into that beyond herbs, but I always had, you know, I always did my own landscaping for lack of a better way to describe it and love that. And I designed for people and I bought a client a fiddle leaf fig that, you know, it's always been the hot plant. You open up any magazine, any room that they have, the finish is a fiddle leaf. And I bought myself one and it just kind of like flipped a switch. And, you know, so the rest were, is, as that's, they say, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask, that was what began your engagement in the game of collecting houseplants. Yes, that, that was my gateway drug, as I like to call it. You know, when I had that's this little cool. bush, it was a little small, maybe at most two feet, little $20 bush from Home Tree, I mean, Home Depot, because of, you know, budgetary constraints I didn't have I you know it wasn't a tree it was a bush a shrub even and as Mm. I watched this thing just continue to grow and thrive from my it just 
made me think, okay, well, let me see what else I can get going in here. And in addition to, you know, I, I got to back up a little bit. I, it wasn't always just outdoor. My mother had an indoor garden. Even though we were oh. always outside, she could grow anything. Like she she has the proverbial green thumb. She had every single fern known to man, all kinds of pothos. So we were, and you know, every ficus tree, my first plant that I ever killed was the ficus benjamina. And I just recently, you know, mustered up the courage to try again and buy another one. But we must have had like three or four of them growing up. So, you know. Different colors? Was, no, she always just had the solid green. Okay. You know, I, the rubber I got fancy and I bought a variegated one. So we'll we'll see how that goes. What is I'm gonna have to coordinate the Instagram posts in some kind of way because I like the concept of the visual aspect of engagement here since mm -hmm. we're speaking with you and you are an Instagram, I guess we would call it a plant fluencer because you just you're you're deep in the game and you're always on there making sure that everybody knows what you got going on. I shall say a plant fluencer. Well, well. Yes, yes. So okay. I, it's exciting. It, it is, is exciting. I mean, the whole because there's all this engagement that's going on where we're we're online and there's the there's just the visualness of it all. Right, right. That really keeps us, you know, so glued to our screens. But I'm sorry, you were you were telling me about how your mom had her her indoor yes, jungle. She, she had the urban jungle long before, you know, we knew that that is what it was called or that that was the thing, you know? So, you know how when you're little, and I guess you'll look back on it as an adult, I never really paid it any mind. But I guess all along it was kind of planting that seed and influencing me. And before I ventured out into having them in my home, there was always love for them. I can't. I could not pass a plant, and my 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 daughters would always laugh. Ma, are you going to pass by that? I won't. I will reach out. I will touch. <laughs> little chat. I will find out from you know the person who owns it what is it so it's always been my thing and right. when I found this community on Instagram it just is so much more than I ever expected it to be I just one day was like you know no one's interested in my plants over on my personal account let me just start something for fun but I never imagined that it would be this that's so real because so many of us, I've seen these stories. Uh, there's this uh, account, Jungle Say. I feel like I might be saying it wrong, but it's Jungle C-A-E. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I remember recently seeing him post about how he had to start a second page. And I hope I'm right. saying the right person. Because, you know, we see so many names in right. pictures. Oh, there's so just, many but what he was saying was that he, you know, he was like, I got to go ahead and start this other page because I'm getting on everybody's nerves, essentially. Right. Um, like, you you can see like, them, you know, their eyes kind of glazing over. So it's like. Yes. And you I don't want. somebody's interested. Right. So this is interesting how we get to go over into our little green corner and really just right. indulge 
other and how much right. we really, really are like, yes, girl, I have to turn some plants down at the nursery today. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you get to get your full like geek on about it, just like yeah. unashamedly. And there's this whole crowd cheering for you. Tell us more. What kind of plant was it? How many right. were they? You know, it's like plant porn. It's, it's great. Yeah. And then when you're new to the game, you get all the support and you know how right. it is when um when you don't know what the plant is, but you you really want to take care of it, but it's like you right. need to know it first. Yeah, it's it's been it's really great. It's a wonderful resource. And what have you learned in in all of your experience? Well, no, I that's a broad question. What is something that is very remarkable to you that you have learned in your engagement in the community? What is very remarkable to me is you know, when you get really into something, you don't imagine that there are so many other people kind of meeting, matching your energy, you know? It's like, I get so excited about plants, but I never imagined there are so many people who are equally, maybe even more so, you know, as excited. So we get to share this space and this love and what's also wonderful is, you know, I'm a mother, I am a wife, I am a designer. So you do all these other things for other people, right? But then I right. have my plants and it is my completely guilt-free, selfish interest. It's not for anybody else. It's for me. I mean, even if I weren't posting, I would still be here messing with this plant. So you know, it's nice to just kind of have your thing. I think it was Alice Walker that said, always make sure you, you save a little something for yourself. You know, yes. you're always giving, giving to everyone else. So this this is, you know, one of the little somethings that's just for me. Right. How do your how do your kids engage? Like they just, they leave your plants alone? Do they show they are completely uninterested. <laughs> so to they, further your point, this is all mine. All mine. You yes. know, I try I try to give them little plants to have in their rooms, but they were killing my plants. So oh, they no. have been removed from their rooms. They're right. completely yeah. uninterested. Yeah, no, you're not gonna kill the plant. Mom will take no. it back and make sure that no. it is for. So yes, because plant babies. Plant babies and human babies. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'll, so, I'll tease them. I'm like, you know, be like your little green sister over there. Stop talking back so much. They love see, that. You taking it, <laughs> it to the next level. I'm going to use that, actually. I'm definitely. <laughs> you know, these plants never talk back to me. They okay. never talk back. Yes. Ever. Mm. So that's that's a whole vibe. But oh that's my goodness. a whole vibe. Have you had an opportunity to meet uh, any of your, like, are there meetups with uh, other Instagrammers who are planting it up? I have. You know, New York City's got it going on. They, to me, are like the mecca of the plant world. They, What they have going on is so next level and so different from what's happening here in Westchester. And I have had the wonderful opportunity to meet Plant Queen, who I absolutely love and adore. <laughs> And uh, Plant Me Paul, I, re I remember, I know their names, but they're still, you know, that's that's who I know them as. So, you know, yeah. the um, 
God, I'm going to mess it up. Uh, the Ratchet Hipster. I've what? met That's a few. A I have. I've met a few. And that is just always so much fun because as phenomenal and awesome as they are when you're looking at them online, they really are just like that in person. I feel like plant people are the best people. I love that. Oh, I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Plant people are the best people. They are the best people. Starting with they patience. Are. It's like, there's so much, you know, just foolishness on social <laughs> media. And then you come here and it's such a, it's literally, you know what? They say there was recently a study where they said that, um, Plants don't cleanse the air like people think they do. You need like a thousand plants per 100 square feet. Something ridiculous like that, right? Except that's a lot. That plants do cleanse the air on social media. It, you know, like it was such a wow. breath of fresh air. This whole plantstagram because it's just wow. all positivity. Word. I love everything that you just said. That was. Oh my goodness, you're like the Alice Walker of this whole <laughs> situation. So I'm just living right now. That's it's so well stated and it's just so true. When I hear you say it, I'm like the light bulb. Right. Comes on. I mean it really is. That's you know, I it. have my private pay my private account and you know, on Facebook and on Instagram. And right now, the current times that we live in, I can't help but be very political in that space. True. And in this space, I get to take, not that I stop caring, but I get to just take, I just get to pause for a minute, you know? Yeah. You just get to pause from everything else. Right. Yeah. A very neutral space. So. Yes. And that just enhances the whole mood of it being high vibe more high vibrational you know just yes very, yes very the vibrations are very high hashtag plant therapy yes, for real. plant care That's is it. self-care you keep dropping the gems just keep dropping them i'm just jam drop it no i'm gonna i'm good i'm just kidding edit that out <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Amanda Seals. I mean, shout out to yeah. all the people podcasting because we're we're getting pretty deep. the The voices need to be heard. You know, yes, the we're voices need to be heard. We're talking about plants because I just when I was going through the gardening podcast, I noticed that we were not talking about the plants. Right. I mean, as far as so looking at the cover art or with those that I listened to, where perhaps it wasn't all the way clear with the cover art and um, just, you know, researching and wanting to hear my voice and my culture reflected in this talk about because if we can do this on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Facebook groups and all that good stuff, then how are we not talking about, like, how are we not engaging in this way? Right. Don't worry. It's happening now. (laughs) It is happening now. That's right. You're leading the charge. That's it. So here we go. Um, I did also want to know, it sounds like most of your encounters with uh, the the plant world via internet have been positive or social media Completely. rather. Have been positive. Yeah. Um, have there been any weird or negative experiences? 
No. Maybe or anything like that? Somebody talking reckless? No, there haven't. There, there have been times when people want to chime in and be experts about plant care. But, you know, I take that with a grain of salt because my environment, you know, here in my house with my house plants will be different from yours. And that, that's what I'll tell anybody. And if you even look on my page, I don't really offer a lot of advice because it really is going to depend on what you have going on in your house and plants are adaptable. So while there might be some general rules, you know, you got to water it, it needs light. I feel like nothing is really hard and fast. So Indeed. other than, that's you know, true. a couple of people wanting, oh, I don't know if that's true. I don't really care. You know, it's like, okay. Why, do you, right, why does someone have to be right? Right, exactly. And it's like, all right, well, it worked for me, but you know, I don't, that's you it. know, I don't, that's it. That's it. No, but other than that, it's been, and, and if that's the worst of it, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Cause I appreciate that. I, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. With appreciation in mind, I have been really wanting to just dig in uh, with a guest on the air about this obsession that we have. It usually kicks up on a Monday. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Hashtag because I got to go ahead and put mine up there first. But I know. I look on the Monstera Monday hashtag, girl. There is a over a quarter million uh, posts on that one. So it did you think it would be more or less though? I, I uh, maybe a little bit less. I'm I'm kind of surprised, but I'm not surprised, you know, because it's just everybody's sweetheart. Oh, that's such a good way to put it. That's so accurate. Yeah, I mean, who don't love a monstera? And I, I think that everybody, everyone has dreams of them just like taking over the living room, you know? So when you true. see them out in the wild, they are huge, huge. And some people who live in warmer climates, you'll see pictures of theirs and they are just the biggest plants and it's just like a dream. So I think everyone is kind of hoping to get there. Will it happen? That's I don't know. I, I got mine under a grow light all day every day like hoping for that growth <laughs> it's like it's like when you're I just remember being a young black girl with you know the kinky hair or I was getting perms from a young age of course that wasn't my choice but always kind of wishing you know in that kind of Cola breed love way to have that long hair and you just want it to grow and you know right. and it's it's slow. It's very slow. Yeah. And uh, kind of a similar feeling towards watching that monstera grow with yep. those questions to have it take over the living room. Right. I mean, they teach <laughs> you patience, right? Because they're going to grow at their own pace. There's not really a lot you can do Won't they? to kind of hurry it up. Right. And okay, so let me connect something. So my monstera that I had in my living room, and I'll get back to the origin story of that plant in a second, but 
I've strategically placed it in my living room where um, in the residence I was in at the time, when I would come out of my bedroom straight down the hallway in front of me, that's all I could see is that monster. Boom. There it is. You know, gazing upon it. And so as soon as a new leaf starts to pop out, I'm like, oh, snap. You know, it's like Christmas morning. Right. And so with your experience as an interior designer, can you speak to how you like to place yours? So the dream is to always be able to place a plant in the corner to kind of like fill that dead space because you're never going to push furniture there's always an empty corner in a room, right? And the mm-hmm. dream is to kind of accessorize it in some way. And you want to be able to put a plant there. But what I have learned through trial and error is you can't always, you know, sometimes it just, you know, that, that, that's how um, some of my ficus benjaminas went on to meet their maker because I was trying to, populate that corner and kind of just but was you know, it a well lit corner? Say it again. Was it a well lit corner? No, never. I mean corners are generally speaking, they're not well lit. You know, they're not facing a window. So, you know, you're one thing they'll teach you is like, right, you can't always do what you want to do. You're going to have to, if the conditions don't meet the plant's needs, you have to adjust. The plant is not going to adjust. Adjust. So it, like even my fiddle leaf fig, love to have it in my living room, right? I mean, I want everybody to see yeah. that baby, but they can't. Sure. They can't, you know, it's in front of one of my, I don't have a lot of Southern facing windows, which are the brightest windows. Mm-hmm. In front of a window on, like on the staircase landing. But I love her so much, you know, I just want to have the plant. It can't be where I want it to be, but I'm okay with that now. At first, it was disappointing <laughs> when I, you know, realized that it's just not light enough in that room. Even with the grow lamp, it's just not going to be enough. You're talking about the placement of a plant and the way that it will or won't adjust. And I just, all I was hearing was a life lesson. I just feel like you just preached a word. In a, I just preached a word. I don't know if everybody got that. <laughs> That was so good. Oh my goodness. I'm just right. I am. You, you just have to like be willing. You have to adjust. It's like sometimes thing it's, it's like with anything in life, sometimes things are just beyond your control and you, you so figure it you, out. Yeah. Change your perspective. Yep. Change your perspective. Exactly. So now while my guests don't get to see it, I get to see it. Just like when you came out of your bedroom, boom, there's your beautiful monstera. Yeah. So now as I'm going downstairs to get my morning cup, there she is. There's Fiona greeting me saying, hello. So I'll take it. Do they all have names? They all have names. And they're generally, um, you know, they usually, it's usually alliteration, you know, very unoriginal, but it'll help me to remember if it's a fiddly fig, it'll start with the F, you know, Mona's my Monstera. I couldn't remember if I, you know, got too creative. Right. I see what you mean. I do see what you mean. Some people do get elaborate with the plant names. Um, That's like trying to remember my password, though. I would never remember. You know, it's like. It's true. 
The only one that I probably broke that rule with was my, uh, I have a pink princess philodendron that a plant person I met on Instagram gifted me a cutting. Mm -hmm. Who is that? Yeah, you want to hear that crazy story? Yes. So there was another account, uh, Naomi Planter, I think that is the account. And she had a, a Mikeins, and she said, if there's anybody in the area, this plant has gotten so huge, you know, I'll give you some cuttings. But she's in Oregon. I'm not in the area. And I was like, oh, man. And one of her followers chimed in and said, I'll be in New York for work. You can meet me in June. And I yes, did. I Word. I mean, that's oh. a little bit nutty, though, right? Luckily for me, she was a very nice woman, not a serial killer, but it was a little outrageous to go meet it's a stranger. <laughs> no, it's 2019. Like I, I've been buying like rollerblades and stuff on Craigslist. Like that's true. That's true. That is it's the true. new normal. It is. The it new really. Is. So, Most in addition to my beautiful Mikeins, she gave me a piece of her pink princess philodendron. Wow. Whose name does not start with a P. She is Grace Jones because yes, she, she is black and beautiful and fierce. Wow. I just I drop all the gems because that was another word. In my opinion. In my opinion, that was a word. <laughs> this is just, I'm having all the fun and I have just been enjoying this so thoroughly. Me too. I this is my this is my first little foray. This is fun. This is very fun, Cola. Thank thank you for having me. Of course, thank you so much for you know taking the time. You know we were trying to get it going. <laughs> it took. A I know try. it was rocky at first. We neither neither of us really had figured it out. But now we got it. Now we got it we're going. Figuring this out. Yeah. Yes, so like are. I was saying, I just said in the previous episode that um we're just we haven't even put the rims on the car yet. You know nope. we still. Got the factory tires on, you know, we still got those little paper <laughs> on the floor. So we just got to, we got to break her in. Yes. Yes. So we'll get there. But Camille, thank you so much. And um, love, light and soil, my sister. Yes. Soil yes. Soil sisters. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I had so, so much fun talking with Camille, the plant blurred. She was dropping gems. She was dropping Alice Walker quotes. We're Kiki and she's telling us about her plant name, Grace Jones. And we just had a ball so much to the point where I did not end on the note that I needed to, which was just making sure that she could shout out her platform. And so I do want to wish you all love, light and soil. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're using the hashtags. We want to find you. Are you using hashtag black in the garden? Are you using hashtag botanical brother? Are you using hashtag soil sister? Okay, let's do these things. Are you using hashtag monstera boo? That's your monstera boo. Use the hashtag. And like I said, once again, I wish you love, light, and soil. And here's a final word from the plant blurt. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Plant Blurred. Follow me on Instagram where you can get your fix for all your plant punny needs.